Mark Howard has been training business owners for over 20 years with online business tools and strategies that help them grow and succeed. If you want to grow your business fast and save time, then keep listening. If you want to grow it even faster in less than three months, then visit www.businessmachine.co.za. And now, here's Mark. Good day, this is Mark Howard from The Business Machine, and in this episode, I thought I'd share with you a fantastic Q&A session that was going online about a week ago uh, between myself and a couple of web developers um, around the world, and I'm going to go through those in a second. It started off when one young lady asked a specific question, which then sparked a very good uh, conversation. Now, I'm not going to go through all the responses from it, but I'm just going to highlight some of the key responses because these highlights why people struggle online with their website. Okay, and this conversation, the information that these people give you, are giving you is gold. I mean, it literally is gold information. So, uh, Lisa to Lisa who's from Cape Town. She starts off, she says, Hi, does your website bring you significant business? In other words, do you get enough traffic that converts to actual pay clients from your current website that allows you to make a living? She then goes on to ask, If not, what do you think the problem is? Have you spotted it? And if yes, what do you think works well for you in terms of getting significant business from your website? So my initial response to her was uh, this. I said, the answer, yes, I get a lot of work from my website. What works well? Too many people use the sites for selling and not giving good advice. Any business needs to follow the KLT, no like trust process. Building good relationships, good quality content allows you to be the go-to person in your industry. And this is the one thing I talk about time and time again on my podcast. You have to be that person that people go to on a regular basis. Brendan McGrath, he's from New Zealand. He says, I have to agree with Mark. Too many people try and expect to sell on their first visit. Retargeting visitors in order to progress them along the KLT process is key. It generally takes six to eight touch points before someone is ready to buy. Unfortunately, most websites aren't set up to deliver any more than the one touch point. So your next question is going to be, well, Mark, what are touch points? Well, quite simply this. These are ways for you to connect with visitors as they come through. Your call to actions, uh, your headlines. Uh, are you retargeting them through Facebook, through Facebook advertising, for example, and other retargeting methods? Uh, do you have easy contactable information uh, such as a, a form, a phone number and an email are all pertinent on a website? Uh, pop-ups as well to get people to encourage to buy things from your site later on or give them discount offers. Abandoned carts, recovery systems in the if you're using WooCommerce, uh, for example, all key touch points that you could be looking at. And if you're missing those on your website, then there's a good chance that you know when somebody comes, they're not going to come back. So touch points are a way that A, integrates the person when it comes to your website when they first come on board, and B, allows them or allows you to connect with them once they have left as well. One of the things I heard years ago, and it's still pertinent to this day, is that it takes an average person on the street six to seven times to see your brand name before they actually recognize it in their head. And the 
most common one people tend to use that is the McDonald's shops, you know, the franchise. And people say, well, everyone knows the McDonald's franchise. And the reason everyone knows the McDonald's franchise is that they are literally bombarding you with their brand daily, or they used to be, not so much now, but they were literally bombarding you with their brand daily. So that's where you've got to try and get to. I know you can't necessarily do it to that length of scale, but if you can get to that type of thing where people are seeing your brand and recognizing your brand within six to eight points, that's when they start to associate your logo and your brand with your business. Marlon Marcia, I hope I got that right. He says, my website gives me 90% of my business. I agree with both Brandon and Mark. He says, I have a lead magnet that captures the details. I then send them a link to a long form video that goes into details. I then follow up with a Facebook ad and regular emails. Over time, this process warms up the prospects until they're ready to book an appointment. So this is going back to the six to eight touch points uh, that Brandon was talking about earlier on. And what Marlon's uh, doing there, he's actually breaking it down exactly how he does it. And the way he does it is actually quite typical as well. He's using a lead magnet, he's using trip wires, and he's then using uh, follow-ups with Facebook advertising and email marketing. Okay, so these are great ways to get someone to eventually come back to your site and buy. Now, think about this for a second. Do you buy the first thing online you see as soon as you see it? The chances are you don't buy it. Now, I've, last couple of weeks, I've been on Amazon Prime buying some bits and pieces for the home office. And because I've seen something specific, wow, that's exactly what I'm after. So I'll give you an example. I was after a stand-up desk. And I saw a number of sites are sending these stand-up desks. They all look good. They all look great. They're all within my price range. I didn't have a problem with absolutely any of them. But I didn't buy straight away. It took me four weeks to get around to buying this product. Not because I didn't have the time or the money. It's just that it wasn't right for me at that moment. And the only reason I decided to purchase it two days ago was the fact that an advert appeared up on Facebook, I went, oh, yeah, I was looking at stand-up desks. I totally forgot all about that. And that's when I went back in, done some research. It was obviously then the right time for me to buy it. Uh, I found the product I was looking at. I had actually saved a couple of websites, went back, done my research again, found the company I was comfortable with with the uh, No Like Trust. Well, yes, I'm happy to buy from them because the product was about £100. Happy to spend that money with them. Bosch, they got my, they got my custom. So this comes back to what Marlon's saying. You know, you've got to have a process in place. Don't have a website, put up a website and think, wow, that's it, that's done. And this is the problem where a lot of uh, a lot of people have when they're using these self-build systems like Wix. Why you'd use Wix is beyond explanation in my books, but never mind. When you're using systems like that, if you do not understand simple processes, sales funnels and sale processes, then... It doesn't matter how good your website is. It doesn't matter how good it looks. It's not going to work for you. It's really it's as simple as that. And finally, I just want to finish off with one comment from uh, Peter Sawyer from the US. And this is an interesting take as well. So it's a slightly different approach. And he actually says, he says, our website, I found, does not generate business. Okay, now this is interesting. But it does give you, pre- presents and establishes your brand and reputation. Unless you're sending a product that goes viral, most people just glance at the website for service to see what you have to offer. And probably if there's a deal to be had, they will go for it. Okay, so this is going back to what I said earlier on. Now, 
maybe Peter hasn't got the sales funnel process it quite right in, in place at the moment. I'm not sure what exactly what he does. But he said this, I found out word of mouth works best, followed by Yelp and even Facebook pages. Also keeping your Google business listing updated. Many people who have family on Yelp or have family via the reviews because there's lots of competition, so you need to get great reviews and have people rave about you. It works for me. Now, that not just only works for him, that will work for a lot of people as well. And this is the other side of things. Yes, you've got to have a sales phone in place, but as Peter has quite rightly said, you need to be on Facebook. I love the fact that he's using Yelp as well. That's a great idea. I never even considered that. Google business listing is an absolute must. How many companies out there are not even using that simple free tool to drive traffic to their website? I repeat that, simple free tool to drive traffic to your website, okay? And then he's talking about reviews as well. Good, honest, solid reviews. So whenever I do work for a client, it doesn't matter what the work is, I will always send them an email, you know, so, so just let them know everything's going ahead and these are the next updates and this is what we're going on. And at the bottom of the email, it says, quite simply, if you love the work that I've done for you, if you want to uh, help me out and love to leave me a review, then please click on the following link. It will take you to Google reviews. It will take you two seconds, I promise you. If you don't want to leave a review, I will not be upset. So what I'm asking the person is, it's up to you if you want to leave me a review. You can if you don't want to. It's entirely up to you. And that's a great way to generate reviews from clients as well don't be too frightened if clients don't give you a five star okay and this is and this is just one top tip for you uh, on this if you go to a site where they've just got five stars all over the place you might be a little bit wary of why they're getting so many five stars if you've got someone who's got a mixture of three four and five stars you know maybe they've got an average of maybe four four and a half something along those lines that's the type of site you want to go for because people tend to be giving more general reviews. People don't always give five-star reviews. You can ask for five-star. I do. Um, but I actually encourage people and say to them, look, can you just give me a four-star? You know, and they say, oh, I want to give you five. So, no, 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 I want you to give me a four-star. Because that gives you that um, more more reality. It gives people that like and no trust that the reviews that people are leaving you are genuine. Anyway, whatever you're doing in business, have a fantastic time of business. Thanks for uh, listening to our podcast. Uh, don't forget uh, to like and follow us to get more updates sent directly to your inbox every single Friday from The Business Machine.